Welcome to Recently Logged, where this week I'm recording from over here because Robbie has the cheese touch. Greetings. Uh, hello. We're back. We're back. Back my, to school. Back to school. Oh my uh, goodness. I didn't even think about that. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a stroke funny. of genius. Which is funny because both of us are pretty much out of school. <laughs> I was about to say, I graduated a couple years ago now. You're um, about to. Yeah, but... Um... <laughs> Hi everyone! Hello, welcome to Recently Logged again. Uh, yeah, we're we're back this week, and we wanted we were gonna be there last week, but I but I was really tired because I worked all week. <laughs> Micah was sweepy. I was sweepy. So he didn't record. I was too sweepy. <laughs> Listen, I had been working like literally all week, super long days. It was a long week. Um, no, because like I stage managed, and then oh, no. I had, and then I did the convention like back to back. So, lots of work. <laughs> so, we did not record last week, even though most places around here got back to school last week. Um, but we were, we're like, We're oh, taking it in on a technicality. Well, what can we do for, <laughs> for this week? We were like, oh, we're going back to school. We have to do Diary of a Wimpy Kid. That was the, that was the entire logic even, strand. <laughs> even though I, I'm, uh, n- neither of us are actually, again, going back to school. <laughs> but yeah, we're going we're gonna to cover Diary of a Wimpy Kid. We're planning on doing the whole trilogy of films. Yeah. Maybe, maybe quadrilogy. I don't know uh, if we're going to touch the fourth one or not. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward At to it. At least the trilogy, yes. So, uh, let's get into what you guys need to know about the movie. Yeah. All right. So, this week we are talking about the very first, the the, the best, the, the greatest <laughs> uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, 2010. Yes. Uh, it is rated PG. It's an hour and 34 minutes. Heck yeah. This little IMDb description is the adventures of a 12 year old who is fresh out of elementary and transitions to middle school where he has to learn the consequences and responsibility to survive the year. <laughs> consequences uh, of being a jerk. <laughs> oh, it's not just a jerk, man. This is, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, the cast features Zachary Gordon, hey, oh. uh, Robert Capron, hey, hey. Uh, Rachel Harris, nice. Steve Zahn, nice. Connor Fielding, not bad, and others. <laughs> and others. <laughs> uh, directed by Thor Freudenthal. Nice. Uh, written by Jackie Filgo, Jeff Filgo, and Gabe Sachs. Nice. And uh, solid crew. <laughs> yeah, that's that is the stack. That's Diary of a Wimpy Kid. That's Diary of a Wimpy Kid. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. You don't need the book series. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget. About it. it doesn't exist. Don't even worry about it. The new Disney Plus original animated one. Oh man! Don't don't even worry about it. Don't even think about it. Don't think about it. We've got nothing else. No sequels. <laughs> nothing. That is what you need to know. We have these very dramatic uh, transitions now. Yeah, you know, we're we're talking about like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and it's like, oh. <laughs> You're lucky I didn't grab one of the ones with the choir behind it, Micah. That would have been great. And go full, go full Palpatine lightning choir, dude. That that moment, that that is a moment in film that is history. A moment. We were all there. Everyone was and there. Everyone remembers where they were for the Palpatine lightning choir. Oh my gosh. 
But Micah, uh, quick question for you. Yeah. What What did you think about Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Well, you see, I never read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I. Don't feel too bad. Uh, no. Yeah. Honestly, I don't. I don't really know why we never read the books growing um, up. We weren't allowed to when we were super when, well, young. Well, yeah, when I was like super young. Yeah. But and like, then when we got older, we just didn't really have a desire to. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Like. I don't know. There were so many of them. That was the big reason I didn't really want to read them. So (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I feel like I may have read like part of one one time and wasn't that big of a. We were we were Origami Yoda kids. We were Origami Yoda kids. kids. We need we need a good Origami Yoda (laughs) adaptation like this. We need we need a mini series or something. It'd be so good. That would be good if it was done well. Like it has to be like. Oh my goodness! Uh, But that being said, (laughs) I really really love this movie, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Somehow. Somehow it is amazing, and <laughs> I don't know how they managed it. <laughs> I don't. Um, this is like best case scenario. I think it's really, really funny. Uh, it looks good. The filmmaking oh is fun. The cast <laughs> is insanely good. Right. Um, the story works really well. Like it. It just. It's very succinct. It's. It's not perfect by any means. No. I, and, and honestly, I don't think it's perfect. We'll we'll get into that like probably two weeks from now or something. <laughs> um, but I think. Uh, Roderick rules is better um <laughs> yeah, yeah but like this as a as a foray into diary of a wimpy kid is like insane <laughs> i don't I'm, know how they did uh, it honestly. i'm like uh, what <laughs> how have i not read these books after after um watching this yeah but yeah no i really love it uh i give it a four out of five not too shabby um i i tend to agree with a lot of the stuff you said and um you know, all these child actors, it's really a testament to how good of a director this guy is, you know? Like, honestly. No, it's um, a testament to Rowley's raw power. <laughs> I was about to say, that kid that kid owns this role, man. And he rocks and Roderick rules, too. He does, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great movie. One of the best family comedies I know of, uh, really. Like, especially outside of, like, the Disney sphere, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's Him just... But <laughs> Disney owns it now. Oh no! Disney. I forgot owns... we had it. We owned it on Disney Plus. Like we streamed it there. Disney really? owns everything, <laughs> dude. Okay, I know this is random. This is side note, <laughs> but we turned this on, and at the beginning, it's like seventy-five years of Fox, and I'm like, right. now it's dead. <laughs> now Fox is dead. Long <laughs> live Fox. Long live Fox. <laughs> but yeah, um, very well-made movie. Like I'm surprised at how good, like how well shot this movie is. Um, like the lighting, man. Yeah, the lighting looks great. Um, the child actors are great. Actually, all of the performances are pretty great. Uh, Devin Bostic is in Devin this, Bostic. and he rules. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a really fun movie, and I, I really admire how well it moves from bit to bit. Like the story is never not engaging, you know. Yeah. It's good stuff. That's good filmmaking. <laughs> but yeah, um, great movie. I gave it a uh, four and a half out of five. Printed onto 35 millimeter. Right? I was about to say that 35 millimeter scan looks <laughs> clean. Like good. That was a good looking movie. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, let's get into some more specifics. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's break talk, it down. Talk about let's it. Let's talk about how this movie grossed seven, uh, not seven, 76. <laughs> million dollars. Okay, I was about to say, that can't be billion, right? I would say, Robbie, billion. Seventy-six billion dollars. I think I think more people would be talking about Diary of a Wimpy Kid if it grossed seventy-six billion dollars. You know what? It deserved it. It deserved it. Uh, do you have any questions to get us into the discussion? 
Um, I was talk. I was gonna ask something about how it handles adaptation, but literally we just mentioned that none of us have read the how book. How does it handle adaptation? Well, you know, uh, from my expert opinion uh, of never reading the books, it's pretty good. Um, what do you What do you think of Greg as the main character? Because that's really Ooh, like yeah. that's what makes that's or breaks question. this movie. Is yeah, Greg is very much yeah, uh, and it's it's very interesting too. Because again, I had never read the books, and yeah. I did not know, and I don't know if Greg in the books. <laughs> Is this terrible of a person? <laughs> but it's a very bold choice, right? Uh, especially in the movie, man. Like, Greg is literally the worst human being on the planet, I think. Um, <laughs> and in he's like, is a really interesting protagonist because a lot of times in movies like this, you you don't really have the like this delusional level of narcissism <laughs> portrayed in your main character, right? Um, and it makes for a, I think like a like a unique and cool lesson for kids, Absolutely. and b just a really cool framing for how to get into the world of everything that goes on in this. Like I can't imagine yeah. this this world portrayed in any other way besides Greg's insane ramblings. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but just like the character writing for him is, it feels so natural and just good and it's really fun to watch like yeah and they never they never go too over the top with him where you're like oh my gosh why isn't he like dead or something right yeah no um, he's just he's just like a specific brand of terrible like the, human garbage yeah, that you could that you've that you've probably seen in some kids in middle school before yeah yeah um, but like, it's very interesting to watch the character progress and realize how delusional he is by like the midpoint where he has like no friends <laughs> and is like the least popular person in the world. <laughs> right. Man. Um, that's good stuff. Dude. And the emotional core of the movie works really, really well tying back to Rowley. Like Rowley, Rowley <laughs> is super important to the movie oh, and the yeah. way the two actors play off of each other is insane. Like their chemistry. In fact, all of the cast's chemistry beyond just like their acting is insane it's so funny i i'll, I'll stand by my statement that this is written like a paul thomas anderson movie <laughs> where, where there's not really like so much as concrete plot points as there are just shifting like in dynamics yeah shifting in character dynamics as the movie goes yeah. on yeah there you go this until is, this, it reaches a natural like conclusion this to is their a, arcs. this is a pta kids movie <laughs> it's, a, it's pta for kids i'll stand by that no no i agree <laughs> this is good stuff but yeah no it just it has such a nice and because it has such a good grasp on like the shift in character dynamics it it does a really good job of like harvesting all of the good comedic bits from the different sections of the movie yeah because again like you said it, it i'm like a Paul Thomas <laughs> yeah. Anderson movie, it doesn't really have like a solid plot. Like yeah. what happens in Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Greg goes, goes to, middle to middle school. school. Shenanigans. Yeah, happen. shenanigans. He he gets the cheese touch. That's that's pretty much the whole movie. Like there's there's different sections and different like bits, but like that's that's pretty much it. There's not like concrete sections of the movie really. Which which again allows for especially this movie because I, I think it's interesting of note that Roderick Rules does not play like that. No, it's Roderick a bit more Rules concrete. Has a very like concrete, sure. solid plot that it's going for, but I think that works really well in this movie because this movie, it's got a lot of ground to cover in terms of setting up this world and for how sure. everything works, yeah. and just the character of Greg making him interesting to watch. <laughs> so it's got to give like all of the runtime to just let the characters breathe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's very, very cool. Um, what do you think of of Rowley? Rowley. Rowley. I, okay, so we mentioned that it's kind of like a PTA movie, but like 
the Greg Rowley thing is so good in this. Right. Like he's good. He's good in the next movie too, but he's obviously like not the focus of that one. Yeah. Different um, dynamics. But he, I don't know. Like he's just so, he's such a joy to watch. Like it's there's something so delicious about Greg's like don't say delicious. <laughs> no, I hate that. <laughs> there's something so like nice about like Greg's delusion being so like perfectly contrasted. Like it's exactly what Greg needs to become. Like yeah. to the letter, <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's so nice to just like see Rally succeed, <laughs> dude. I know, right? Like Rally, uh, most of the time, like because Rally is a character, and and I think that's where the dynamic works really yeah. interestingly yeah. because Rally is a character that most movies would make fun of. Mm-hmm. Most movies would be like, oh, this kid, this idiot. Oh, look at him. He's so delusional about everybody being nice, and he just wants to be sweet and. <laughs> Everything he just wants to be himself. He's, like. he's he's a nerd or whatever. I don't know. Like this, like a normal high school, uh, not high school, middle school movie would be mean would to him. him yeah. Not even not even just their characters, but the movie itself in text would normally just be mean to this kind of yeah, character. Yeah. So that kind of puts you as an audience member in into the into the shoes of one Greg Heffley. You're saying it subverts expectations. It subverts your expectations. No, that's a good as point. then you watch it kind of pits you against Rowley at first, and then like you're like oh wait he's actually yeah, like and then you watch rally succeed in everything <laughs> and be an amazing person and you're like oh my gosh rally is the greatest person in the world and, and that's paired with the fact that robbie made this note while we were watching the movie i think it's i think it's true almost every single word <laughs> greg says to rally is some form of an insult to him i was about to say every single like even if it's not just like a direct criticism of what he does it's always some underhanded like compliment like it's always he's always insulting him or undermining him in some way like like the way and then the way it builds up too i think i think the breaking arm thing is a is a great rise of tension between their dynamic um because again greg in his completely delusional state that we've watched him with would naturally think dang this this arm this cast has made him super popular this 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 sucks for me um, what can it? Because like the entire movie, he's literally just trying to exploit everyone, including right? Rowley. <laughs> he's trying to exploit anyone and anything that he can to get to the top of his uh, quote like social his his food chain. imaginary food <laughs> right. chain that doesn't exist. Right. He placed himself at like number nineteen going into school. Right. Oh my goodness, dude. And yet he is the one, and I think this was actually interesting on this viewing. I never, I, I didn't really think about it. He is the one when he first got to school who was so stuck up enough that when people did come up to him he was he just brushed them off right oh my goodness it's it's just so it's such a joy to watch like this movie i don't know why it's it's such it's so much fun and it's so funny right and 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 this is one of the movies too like this is one of those kind of movies which often again in the in the pta style structure Um, that like these kind of movies usually take a place over a long stretch of time. Yeah, I mean um, this is like a whole, almost a whole year. I don't think it's quite a whole year. I don't know. Is I think it? it's a whole year. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. There's no official end of the yeah. school year, but it, yeah, I mean, it's probably they... close to a whole year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like with that passage of time, or well, no, I guess it is like over a whole. I was about year, to say because you see winter pass. I was about to say you see winter. Like, yeah. You see. Yeah. No. It, yeah. No. It is actually a pretty sprawling movie. I didn't think about that. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and, and it works really well as, again, these characters and their dynamics to be believable need so much time to just breathe separate from each other. Right. Even if you don't show all that time. I love I love all the rally exclusive scenes, like the dance <laughs> scene at the... <laughs> Dude, the dance scene is so good. I need a sped up GIF version of that. <laughs> That would be amazing. <laughs> I would I would honestly just take like a Rowley solo movie of him just vibing in middle school. <laughs> yeah, it, it is it is kind of sad because again, like you said, in Roderick Rules, Rowley is definitely not the focus. No, he's, he's only he's only in like he's half like the scenes. F- frag- or something. Fregly levels of being there. Yeah. in this movie, you know, um, which is sad because he's like really really he's fun a, to watch. He's such a joy. But they, yeah. they have other things to focus on in that movie. Um, but I think just. What's really, really cool about this movie in terms of like structure mm-hmm. and everything is how they how they use it so well for its comedy. Because again, this movie is like funny throughout, <laughs> right? And it uses the changing of dynamics consistently to build on its comedy. Exactly. Yeah. No, because anytime they can do like a Roderick and Greg like buddy joke, they like they cram all of those that they can into the first little bit of the movie, and they're all so good. And like as it shifts onward and onward, like you just get more and more good dynamics, like Rowley's new friend and everything like that. Like there's yeah. so many good. Bits. The, the comedy is <laughs> essent- I think I think the best way, but the comedy is building just kind of like in the exact same form that the tension is building yeah, between like exactly. Greg and Rowley. <laughs> But, like, the comedy is building in that in, like, every aspect. Like, again, take Roderick and Greg and their different comedic bits. They build and There's they so build and bits. they build, arguably culminating in the I'm sorry women. I'm sorry women. That's such a good scene. <laughs> Which is one of the greatest scenes in the whole movie. And that's cool. Dude, I had never I had never noticed the, his friend saying, yeah, women in the background. <laughs> yeah, women. <laughs> that scene uh, is so good. Also, shout out, uh, one thing I wanted to mention if we're talking about the comedy, um, like the cinematography is so good at highlighting all of the different comedic bits and making them land correctly. Right. Like all of the different like facial expressions and small tics like that you get, not to mention like great choreography and performances from right, everyone, yeah. like the blocking and everything. It's it's all great. Dude, just thinking about <laughs> thinking about the scene where uh, Greg is shoving children into the hole in the rain. Um, like, without the way that that was shot, right. that wouldn't work nearly as well. It's and so that's funny. one of the funniest bits. <laughs> the way he looks. As he's just like... <laughs> and the children are just falling into the pit. The the little like overhead shot at the at the end of the scene right. is so funny. No, like the the sense <laughs> that the like, the camera knows what it's doing. Yeah, uh, is kind of insane. Yeah, no, um, I was about to say movie. I just wanted to praise the cinematography, man. It's it's really good. <laughs> uh, but do you have a, do you have another question? I I don't. Did you, you have do you have one? Well, yeah, I guess I do. Okay, I pull out my questions. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. Uh, do, <laughs> do you have a favorite? scene or sequence i do Ooh, he does i do pre-prepared pre-prepared no no being like oh <laughs> uh, um well crap now i forgot what it was Dang um, it. <laughs> i i swear i had one favorite scene or sequence there's a lot of scenes that go there's on a, yeah i was about to say as we mentioned with most paul thomas anderson-y kind of movies it's kind of hard to pick one because well, see, it's mostly just Comp- like it's mostly just made of bits yeah know? i was gonna say what's nice about this though especially it being like a comedy that takes place over different seasons mm-hmm. you can kind of be like oh yeah the halloween <laughs> 
sequel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Like there are there are defined beats in the movie. Yeah. Um I really honestly just love like the first like time they go to middle school. There's so many good jokes. Like the first day stuff. <laughs> first day it's stuff. It's so is funny. Good. <laughs> um I really I think I would I think I would probably say for me I don't know if I have like a like yeah, again, a favorite scene. A definitive favorite, um, yeah. But like the middle section around like nobody likes Greg at all. Um, <laughs> That's a fun section. That section is just really, really fun and yeah. consistently funny to just, I don't know, seeing Greg after all of these delusions like just fail over and over again in comedic ways. He just keeps doubling down, man. And <laughs> yeah, and he doubles failing. down to how great he is. It's really great. On top of that, some honorable mentions are, are obviously the like like one of the best performances. It's not even really a full scene, <laughs> but one of the best line deliveries for sure is the whole "Don't don't call me, don't come <laughs> don't over call to my me. house." Come by my house. <laughs> like like that that performance is genuinely like we all we all joke about it, but like because it's so good for oh no goodness, reason, man. he's giving like like the Oscar worthy performance and this speech to him. Like I said, the best performances are the easiest to mock <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the pta statistic right exactly uh, it turns out this really is just a mini pta movie uh, Mike, have you seen the rally fan cam for this no oh my gosh i saw a fan cam one time it was like a minute and a half of just all of rally like having fun and it had like the don't call me don't, don't come call, by my house don't come by my house it was just it was just like best rally moments in this movie. On top of on top of that though, I, I one of my favorite like random comedic one like just offbeat scene things. Yeah, is the whole uh, working for me one day uh, <laughs> thing. Dude, I almost forgot about like the cutaways. In this. The cutaways. They're good. They're actually like, good. It's I don't like know. Family they, Guy. They right? put so much effort into them. Dude, like the what? wrestling. Co- okay, but honestly, that was like the standard for this era kids movies. Like, remember, um, what was that? Like Judy Moody or whatever. Oh yeah. Another again, the not so bummer summer. Again, that the, the era of like those scholastic book fair <laughs> scholastic book, movies the scholastic book fair kids book yeah, adaptations yeah. to movie era <laughs> that's what that was yeah um and that's that was like the go-to that was the standard was good cutaway bits yeah man because it's all about the imagination of the children i miss i miss when like kids comedies had like class you know right like this <laughs> like this is a classy film i was about to say not to be like pretentious about it or anything <laughs> but especially compared to a lot of kids movies that come out now which either run from like absolutely cringe or just feel like they're trying to be prestige movies yeah. for kids. And I mean, Pixar is very responsible. I would I would point the finger very largely at Pixar for stuff like that. Yeah, but even taking like some new like Disney Plus original movies oh, yeah, that I've no. watched and stuff, they seem to try to be having like this big like grand thing to them. <laughs> right. And I'm like, why? Why I'm are like, you trying to be so prestigious? Just just be what you want to be. And don't be anything else. It's, it's the message of Diary of a Wimpy yeah. Kid, my god. Yeah, because like this movie, <laughs> this movie is classy, in the fact that it, and in the fact that it's not trying to do like anything else, but exactly, exactly. what it is. It just is what it is, and it does its very best at being what it is. It looks great. I love Sounds that. great. Is great. That's what I want from any movie. That's that's my entire thesis for that filmmaking. That is that is Revy's thesis. He mentions this all the time. You should He's just like, do what, make a movie and make 
that movie. Don't try to be something else. Don't try and <laughs> influence the movie by trends of other movies. Exactly. Just just do what your movie should be done. Tell by. that to tell that to Disney Reppy. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> just make your movie and call it a day. And that's <laughs> that's what the Diary of a Wimpy Kid crew did. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in to my video essay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um yeah, I was trying to think of anything else specifically to talk about with this because I because it's a really good movie. Right. Um, All the Roger so, scenes are good. So neither of us, neither of us gave it. Um, you know, neither of us gave it that five. What not, do you think? What do you right think there. is holding it back in your mind? In my mind, I don't know. I I really don't know. I think it lacks a bit of gravitas that I would like to see. A bit of like a, a more dramatic feeling to all of it. Yeah. Like I wish it would go more over the top with some of its stuff. Like a lot of its beats would dig a bit deeper. Yeah. I that's, was about to say, really I think, I think specifically thing. one of the biggest reasons I haven't given it higher than a four, mm-hmm. um, is actually the way it handles the end. While I really yeah. love the end and the way it builds to its dynamics to the point yeah, no, it has of a very just good before ending, it, yeah. I feel like, there's something that just doesn't work as well between the characters. I think honestly, because mm-hmm. it feels a little rushed. It does. No, um, it does. To just go from these characters and they're finally at like their lowest of like like they're like they're there. Yeah. And um, Rowley's still upset with Greg. Yeah. They're there, and then they just like the people from Halloween come back and throw us into our big conclusion. I feel like maybe. It works for it sure. Wor- no, it works. I think maybe it just doesn't feel quite earned enough. For exactly. Greg. Yeah. And and you'll see again in the next movie that he really hasn't. It takes the whole trilogy for him to actually learn to not be a terrible person. I was about to say he does change, and that's something I admired about Roderick Rules is that it keeps his character yeah, arc going. His character arc goes, but they, his character yeah. arc follows through the entire trilogy <laughs> um, while he's at middle school. Um, yeah, absolutely. But. It almost feels because it feels like such a big moment and then dropped for, again, a community. I don't know. It's good. Like, it works well while you're watching yeah. the movie. But there's something about it that just doesn't quite fully feel as as even as, as well good. thought through. Yeah, as, as well thought through stuff. as like, again, like the don't call me, don't come by my house moment. And I know um, I, I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, that's actually a different ending than the book has. I have no idea. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I would have to read the book, but I'm pretty sure I'm remembering <laughs> that right. So, um, but yeah, no, it's it, I think you're right, though. I think it's really just that like final section of the film doesn't feel quite as punchy or uh, not as punchy it's as tuned in as the yeah. rest of it does yeah because like outside of that th- there's some pacing things that i'm not the biggest yeah. fan of it occasionally yeah. it's it's not even that it drags it just feels not quite as succinct as i would like it to be yeah for sure um but like especially i i i it came to my attention this last time uh the halloween section feels a bit slow yeah. this time around no i think the halloween section is when it has probably the least to offer as a movie it yeah. feels very filler-esque just to get you again <laughs> the plot point that will later lead to the yeah finale um, i wish they would have thrown in some more fun bits for the halloween stuff or yeah. just cut it down a little um, one or the other <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's very, it's very interesting. The best thing that come came out of the Halloween bit, honestly, is the pushing the kids into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> right. I, I really like, I will say, um, when they open the garage door with the leaf blower and the weed whacker. It's, like, it's a good moment. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, th- I think what I'm trying, what I, what I feel here, even though I can't really articulate it that well, mm-hmm. is that, like, I wanted to see kind of more from Greg and Rowley um, at the end. Yeah. Like more of their kind of... And, and I know it's a very common kids movie thing and it's how kids actually are. It's how friendship actually <laughs> right. works. If you get in a big fight with your friend um, and you're still like at, at at some point actually friends, yeah, um, it's pretty easy to be like, hey, just hop back in, yeah. sorry, blah, 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 and then just become friends again. That's a, a, yeah. it's a very common thing. But at the same time with these characters and how brutal... <laughs> Greg, Greg is, is so petty in this um, movie. <laughs> you never really once see Greg be a good friend to Rowley, except for that yeah, one specific moment. Yeah. Um, even even afterwards, they don't really give you anything afterwards. So it it just doesn't feel quite as dialed in. Yeah, quite fair as quite as. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't give you the same sort of satisfaction that you get from some of the other beats. Yeah, because I think most of the other beats build extremely naturally. Um, the characters grow to that point extremely naturally. Yeah. The comedy builds extremely naturally. <laughs> um, and then you've kind of hit your peak, and it doesn't feel like it fully de- digs into <laughs> what all is there, you know, like yeah. what could be there. Not even that what's there is bad. But exactly. It, doesn't, yeah. it, it just doesn't s- reach in far enough. And I mean, that's why I gave it a four and a half. Like, I think it's pretty, yeah, no, pretty close to being four. like... That's, that's... <laughs> top tier like gold standard for family comedies it's yeah. it's so good <laughs> um but no yeah i i really appreciate what the movie is trying to do absolutely um i, I don't really have anything else to say about it like it's solid and really well directed it's got a great cast it yeah it's, it's just a really good movie I, you know, it kept surprising <laughs> me because we watched this for the first time uh i don't remember how long ago it was probably like a year ago yeah probably about a year ago i would guess um and like i i was shocked by how much i enjoyed it i was like bracing myself for another like um alexander's terrible horrible no good very bad day like that that was the the quality i was expecting because again we never read the books (laughs) yeah and like we didn't know we hadn't heard it actually the only reason i wanted to watch these in the first place was because brown table did his series on him yeah. on them and i watched them like i watched the series and i was like these actually look pretty good <laughs> these actually look pretty great hold on and then like they added them to disney plus and i was like well i'll give it a go and like it is it's really it's, good, it's so good for no reason like for it's what? very surprising um I was actually going to ask you, okay, um, because I think it would play to how well I think specific things, like how understated specific things work well about this, like as an adaptation, even though I have not like read the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you how it compares to the animated one. Animated one. Oh, just, just like some of the features that make this better than the animated one, even though they're from what I understand, pretty similar. I was about to say, in plots, the animated one, which were, this is in reference to the 2021 movie. I think it's 2021. Um, But they they did another Die Every Wimpy Kid movie adaptation uh, in 3D animation, and it actually looks pretty cool. I like the visual aesthetic of it quite a bit. Um, But it just lacks the character that this one has. Like, not even just the style in its filmmaking, because that one, it, it does have a style, the new one, 
but it's just not nearly as fun to watch at all. And the character dynamic, as we mentioned at the center of this, is Greg and Rowley, and the new one just doesn't really focus on them in a substantial way. Stuff just kind of happens. And which, like, which you I see, think, which I think is a more book accurate version. Yeah, exactly. Cause like Greg isn't nearly as like blatantly terrible in the animated one. And I think that's really to its disadvantage. Cause you're like, well, are we supposed to be rooting for Greg? Like what? Cause then he'll occasionally just do something like absolutely horrible. And I'll be like, what? Wait, what a minute! What? <laughs> what are you saying to me right now? Do they have a? Do they have like inner monologue stuff from Greg? I don't remember. I th- I think maybe. I b- I believe so. Because I was about to say it's a one very of the, forgettable. One of the one of the best things that works really well in this movie and uh-huh. the live action one is his inner monologue, kind of showing you like his diary, yeah, showing you how like what his mindset is, showing exactly. you just how how he views everyone and everything you know come to think of it i don't think they use it in the same way because i think they do have like the diary framing device kind of thing but i think they only really use it to like do exposition like explain stuff Hmm. but that's about it like it doesn't usually give you much insight into greg's character if i'm remembering correctly yeah because because again one of the biggest things that happens in a lot of book adaptations again for another school yeah like another school movie example something like harry potter Mm -hmm. um which funnily enough follows a similar structure to these kind of movies yeah um (laughs) most of what you get in the harry potter books most of what tunes you into what's going on is harry's inner monologue yeah there's a lot of it he's a a lot different of a character in the books than he is in the movie he's a lot more mean of a character in the books (laughs) right than he is in the movie because you you get to see all of these thoughts that he's having about the people around him and one of the biggest things in book and movie like like book to movie adaptations of ones that are first person extremely like inner monologue thought based that struggles is they usually don't convey that in any well like any good way like they have the acting and the actors are like trying but that's like, the that's the big downfall for goblet of fire in my mind that's always been the thing because yeah. harry's harry's arc doesn't really make much sense off at like outside yeah because goblet of fire is very much like it's a very emotion driven and it's very harry Harry specific yeah exactly it's very just harry doing his own thing more so than any of the other books yeah um and he's got to have a lot of inner monologue (laughs) in the book and he just doesn't have that and it's the longest movie (laughs) in the series we we talked about there yeah no yeah we did a whole we did a whole episode on goblet of fire um but I think that's one of this, this movie's biggest strengths is it not only understands how to use it in a way that doesn't feel exposition-y, but it understands using it in just the perfect way to portray everything we need to at each given moment for Greg's, like what what's going through Greg's head. Exactly, yeah. It And I mean, anytime there's a shift in Greg's mindset, it always gives us like that little yeah. tap on the shoulder, like, hey, this is what Greg is thinking right now. This is why. And then it gives us like a handful of scenes of him like trying to execute his Yeah, I was about to say plans. the comedy always yeah. plays off of whatever monologue you were given before this. Exactly, yeah. Um, and not like, so it's never in your face, like this scene is telling us what is happening. <laughs> yeah. This scene, like the monologue is setting it up i mean it's like it it's like all good that. jokes it just subverts like greg's expectations in this case of yeah and what again should happen. half of the movie yeah. half of the movie's brilliance in my opinion <laughs> is getting you into the into the headspace of greg even though greg is a terrible person <laughs> again i think again rally subverting expectations of just being a really great character <laughs> that you love yeah again you just when you first go in you think oh this is the movie this is the character that the movie's going to make fun of yeah 
Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's so good. But yeah, the animated one, I honestly, its biggest downfall for the animated one is just how boring and forgettable it is. It's a very vanilla adaptation. Which I was about to say, because that's why I wanted to bring it up. Like, because uh, what makes this so memorable, so exciting, like people... Even like, I don't know people around our yeah, age, a lot of people, people who would have people who would have grown up with the Diary of a Wimpy <laughs> Kid books, um, you know, they they really like this movie yeah. and they talk about it. They remember this movie. This movie is really memorable. Everybody remembers the rally. <laughs> don't call me. Don't come by my house. <laughs> it's it's that good. Everyone remembers um, Roderick. Mike. And I'm pretty sure people have already. <laughs> oh, Roderick. Uh, very good. <laughs> very good. Right. Uh, but I'm pretty sure everybody has already forgotten the animated one. Dude, I honestly like in, until you mentioned it, I had honestly kind of forgotten it existed. <laughs> I thought about it yesterday when I was making the cover art for this episode but like honestly i hadn't thought about which, it since i watched which it. if you have and and this is this is my this is my opinion for book adaptations mm-hmm. if you have a good book the worst thing your movie can be is, a is forgettable to, like yeah like just a flat adaptation of the book yeah just like there there's the story with no vision behind it um and i think like this the the live action movie is everything but that absolutely yeah no it's it's really good it's not i mean like i said we haven't watched or we haven't read the book so i can't speak directly to it but it doesn't feel like a book it feels like it was made to be watched you know yeah which again is a testament to something like this it's a good screenplay <laughs> um because even even um judy moody haven't haven't watched that, <laughs> that movie has minute. some big problems um, <laughs> but i know but i'm saying yeah. like even judy moody if I recall, okay. feels kind of weird for how it handles its character if oh, you it haven't read the book. For sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Judy no, it's is a just movie. a really weird character to follow if you've only watched that movie. <laughs> I always forget that Judy like had her own thing going because I always read like the Stink books when I was younger, and I like Judy's a character in them, but yeah. she's not like a main character. <laughs> what if they adapted the Stink books, that would be funny. <laughs> be so weird those are such weird books they're, it's it, they're like the weirdest shenanigans possible what would you even do they would have to you'd have to do like a series you couldn't do a whole movie off a of stink it, book. it would be hilarious <laughs> um again now now i'm feeling nostalgic for this really weird brand of like kids movie that came out and like what when did this movie came out come out uh 2010 like, i was about to say early yeah, 2010s that's crazy. I can't believe it's that new. Yeah, I mean, but, I remember when, like, Dog Days came out in theaters. Well, um, I mean, like, the book series isn't that old. No, I like, I remember when the book series released, too, obviously. Like I said, we went to the Scholastic Book Fairs. <laughs> you always see them. Or I was like, what, what's what's the new Diary of a Wimpy Kid book? Right. I always <laughs> like the color of the different stuff. I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. I'm looking up when it, when it released. <laughs> Yeah, 2007 was when the first book the came first, out. Wow, I didn't know it was that new. Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it was, again, yeah. we were the people who would have grown up. I was about to say, <laughs> I was five years old. That's that's about the right age for when, like, the book series was getting going and everything. Yeah. No, so... That makes sense. Um, now, now I'm feeling a little nostalgic. <laughs> a little nostalgic. Uh, the, the only thing <laughs> that I would shout out again before we before we wrap it up, before we put a nice <laughs> little bow on Diary right, of a Wimpy right. Kid, is... Uh, the parents they're so funny in this i was about to say shout out to like kids movies who understand how to use parent characters without fully mocking them you know right like they're never they're never completely the the butt of the joke but like they're always funny yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no it's not always mocking them but it's always they're always funny and, and like dude, you, the they're performances always, 
fun. When Steve Zahn is amazing. I love him <laughs> so much in these movies. He is really funny in this. He, he's like one he's of, even better in Roger Rules. Right. And same thing with, like, I was going to say, like, the family dynamic <laughs> works really, really well, and they all play off of each other in a really, really funny way. Yeah. Um, Roderick, Greg, the parents, <laughs> like, everything just... It, it, Man, and again, the next movie is just more of <laughs> I was that. about to say, I would have talked more about Roderick if we weren't going to talk about him on Roderick Rules. You yeah, know? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's really, again, because this is kind of like very much a trilogy. Yeah. You very much feel that like he's kind of, he's kind of a side character for this. Like very no, much he is, yeah. relegated again to like fregly levels of screen he, time. He gets like a few good bits throughout yeah. the movie and he's really funny and like memorable for that. But like, he's not like a main again, character. Delegated to fregly levels of, that's, that's my, that's my comedic <laughs> bit side the character. Meter. The fregly meter. <laughs> how, how much screen time do they have compared to fregly? That shows how important of a character to the plot there. I, I have a feeling I have like friendly levels of screen time in my friends' lives. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the level I'm involved in their, in their plot lines. But yeah, that is Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Great movie. Great movie, um, man. Fantastic really funny. Movie, Wait, like, like it blew me out of the water when we first watched it because I was not expecting much. Right. And I've just enjoyed it more and more each time. Yeah, it's. I mean, I've I've called it a joy multiple times, but it really is a joy to watch. It's it's such a fun Again. movie. Again. <laughs> the cast, the direction, the writing, I like like it's just good. No, when I when um I don't remember who suggested it. It was probably I, I it was either my mom or you who suggested doing this uh series on the podcast and I was like, "Ah, that'll be so much Dang, fun." I thought you suggested was it. Was it me? So I, guess I it... don't remember. No one knows <laughs> who suggested this. Someone was like in the corner and they just shouted "Die for Wimpy Kid." And Greg Heffley was in the corner like "Die for Wimpy Kid." <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, oh, great idea, Micah." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good idea, Robbie. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, great movie. Uh, can't wait to talk about Roderick Rules. Fun Greg movie. is Greg is such a fun character exactly. to watch. Watch this movie. That Shout is out the to Rally. Uh, Rally, amazing. <laughs> let's get into let's get into the what we watched. Absolutely. Segment. All right, so for those of you who are who are new to the podcast, new. Um, the what we watched segment, as I as I readjust in my oh, chair, well. uh, the what we <laughs> the what we watched segment is just supposed supposed to be a short little segment on the end uh, where we talk about all the other movies we've watched since the last episode. Heck yeah, baby! Uh, this being two weeks again because we weren't there yeah, last we week. Took a, took a week um, off. So we'll, so we'll be brief on the ones that we did not watch brief. together, and even <laughs> briefer on the one. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll just give our quick little thoughts, a rating, and yeah. just go through them all. So we are starting on the 25th, 25th of July. Right after Zim. Invader Zim? After we recorded our Invader Zim episode, we, we watched a movie. Heck yeah, we watched uh, Pride and Prejudice for the very first time, the 2005 Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley one. Very, very good. Like very, I had heard, very good. I'd heard nothing but good things about it, but it was mostly from like you know like Tumblr girls, right? So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always like, should I trust their opinion? The ones who are like, know. OMG, the hand tremble. Exactly, but like they were right about this one. No, I this is this is a very, very good movie. Uh, period piece, like 
classical literature <laughs> romance adaptations it's, have to have a lot to go right. This is like the um, gold standard from what I've seen. And honestly, this, this has a lot that goes right. Um, right. The cast is really, really good. For some reason, the cinematography is on like X Games mode. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so well shot. Oh, my goodness. Like the the movement of the camera and everything is so good, and it's just it's genuinely. Um, a, a neat and cool adaptation of the book. Absolutely. I, I love almost everything about it. Uh, Kira Knightley's haircut, 10 of 10. <laughs> love to see it. The movie, 10 of 10. <laughs> the movie, 10 of 10. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I gave it a 5 out of 5. As did I. Uh, then we went to the theater. We drove out to the theater. We went to the theater. Hopped in our motor buggies and drove to the <laughs> And watched Jordan Peele's Nope yeah. in IMAX. Yeah, baby freaking cool it's a mm, uh i i love delicious nope. movie man. nope is amazing it's so good very much my kind of horror <laughs> uh important to note that this was our first jordan peele movie yeah first jordan peele movie i've still tried try okay i swear i saw get out <laughs> everywhere until nope released once right? Nope came out in theaters it's gone <laughs> it gone can't from find the, it anywhere. gone from the walmart's gone from the libraries <laughs> it's gone everywhere and right like, now i saw it in like the 750 blu-ray bin like a couple months before nope came out and then now i can't find it anywhere and maybe maybe that's just saying that like people saw nope coming out and they all bought jordan peele movies which good for jordan peele yeah right uh, but <laughs> if he if, if his other movies are anywhere near as good as this is i'm very excited to see them yeah same uh steven yoon mm. shout out to shout out to steven shout yoon. out to all the performances uh, in this man dude uh, Daniel Kaluuya's performance is insane. He's so good. In Kiki this. Palmer is really fun to watch. Right? It, it's it's just fantastic. <laughs> I, uh, if you're old enough and are okay with what's in it, I cannot suggest. Oh no, I can't nope recommend enough. It, it actually um, entered my top fifty like favorite films of all time. I'm a sucker for a good sci-fi movie and like prestige horror, and this is Jupe. This right? is like top tier of both of those. So. Jupe. I love it. It's it's so good. I definitely it, give it a shot if you haven't seen it yet. I give it a 5 out of 5. I also give it a 5 out of 5. Uh, then on the 26th, we watched The Requin. The Requin. 2022. It's a YouTube Red type movie. Featuring honestly. Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone. And the worst role I've ever seen Alicia Silverstone. Major miscast for this movie, man. She was not the right pick for this movie. She was not. <laughs> not um, remotely. Nothing was very good about this movie. <laughs> Uh, most things were pretty stupid. I, I admire I not, the effort, and I guess. I did not enjoy the performances. There's there's occasionally a good decision creatively, but most of, most of the movie is just very boring or just kind of grating to watch. So I gave it a one and a half out of five. As did I. Oh, wow. We've just been rating everything Just rating the everything the same. And what? it's going to keep going, Ravi. <laughs> later that day. Later that day, we watched First Reformed. This was a rewatch for me because I bought it the moment I watched it. Baby's First Schrader. Um, <laughs> Baby's First Schrader, and I sh wanted to show it to Robbie. I oh um, man, and this is this this movie has entered my top four favorites on Letterboxd <laughs> nice, right now. Nice. Uh, I, I ascend while watching this movie. It's oh my um, goodness, it's so and good. It might be the greatest movie ever crafted. <laughs> that that's how I feel about Punch Drunk Love, Micah. The, uh, <laughs> I still would not call it my favorite Little Women. Still, probably ah, my favorite movie. Ah. But, but like this movie is absolutely <laughs> insane, and I kind of agree with Karsten on this that it's one of, for some reason, like the most rewatchable movies I've ever seen. Even though on paper it doesn't seem like it would be right. Like it's such a it's such an odd movie. It's it's a real oddity, but it has such a like absolute 
like stone cold grasp on how to shoot and edit and pace a movie like yeah. just how to make a film yeah and i was about to say it fully <laughs> understands everything that it's trying to go for and what it's trying to it's convey amazing. to the audience like with it's, the it's kind of inspiring it's it's really good. fantastic <laughs> i give it a if you can't guess five out of five i also give it a five out Dang, of five you're just copying me now you're just, you're just <laughs> copying me uh that night uh late into the late into the the night uh, i watched the final episode as i had been doing for the last like month uh of scenes from a marriage the tv cut the tv cut um, baby the bergman yeah one, Ing- not the ingmar new one. bergman not no no oscar isaac um <laughs> sadly <laughs> no man I, I, I don't, don't i couldn't diss any of this cast uh, they're amazing right no yeah um, stacked cast honestly this this is absolutely insane how it got made i won't i won't, I won't go too much into it because i could probably talk about it for <laughs> hours um but just what it accomplishes isn't even just like 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 saying it's a feat of screenwriting doesn't even <laughs> it, it doesn't even like comprehend what's going on here that's a long um, that's a long series regardless of how like how good it is it's yeah. impressive how long it is on top of the fact that these are like the two most interesting engaging <laughs> fun heartbreaking like real feeling performances i've ever seen from two leads in a romantic ish movie <laughs> romantic uh, quote-unquote movie. <laughs> uh so yeah like i can't I, i'm very curious to watch the theatrical cut because i cannot imagine cutting anything from this <laughs> um i gave it a five out of five who'd have thought it uh and then on the 27th i watched beyond the infinite two minutes for the very first time those two minutes uh 2010 indie Isn't it korean i believe it's korean uh, yeah no that looks like korean um but yeah I, very good movie um it's very fun it, they they just had a, it looks like they had a blast making it honestly it utilizes its sci-fi premise in a really fun way um all of its character stuff is really fun and you'd think it would get like boring for those who don't know it the sci-fi premise has it repeating dialogue and scenes like whole scenes almost over <laughs> and over again and somehow it doesn't get boring or annoying yeah so. A shout out to Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. Go check it out if you haven't already. I can't believe they shot like most of it on like an Android <laughs> phone, and it still looks pretty good. Uh, so yeah, um, very good movie. I gave it a four out of five. On the twenty eighth, uh, I watched Shark Knight Three D. <laughs> Shark Knight Three D, um, which sounds bad. Honestly, it kind of looks pretty metal. Um, honestly, but it was honestly because my mom was like, "Hey, what if we watched a shark movie?" every day of shark week yeah. and did not once turn on jaws which kills me <laughs> jaws uh, easily the best shark instead movie, she <laughs> turned on like every absolute garbage shark movie that exists because jaws is the only good one <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy um but shark night 3d was the best of the worst um <laughs> its premise is so stupid and so weird that it becomes really fun to watch. Nice. Um, and like, there's, it's not paced. I'm looking great, forward to it, but honestly. it's just, it's just fun. I don't know. <laughs> like, the the cast seems to be having a really good time. It's stupid. It seems like it would be if it had like a little bit better of a script and like a like a director probably. <laughs> I think this could have been like a really really fun campy horror movie. Nice. Uh, and was it was it shot with like the 3D frames and everything? I have no idea. Okay. It looked like a normal movie to okay. me. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I gave it a two and a half. Not very good, but it was the most fun and interesting out of any of them that I saw. 
Yeah, and I watched a whole stretch of movies without Micah. Hold on, uh, uh, that I was working. Yeah, that's this. right. That's so right. that was the last. That's movie why I you were so tired, Micah. <laughs> um, but yeah, on the twenty eighth, I watched Greyhound, uh, an Apple TV Plus original film. Uh, I believe Tom Hanks uh, debut as a screenwriter. Debut screenwriter. Um, it's actually pretty great. I, I liked it a lot. It's very contained. Um, it's kind of has like the same sort of thing that Stanley Kubrick's The Killing has going for it, where it's it's just kind of like people doing something very well, like that sort of thing, like an execution of a premise kind of thing. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, uh, but I, Greyhound, I, I, get what you're, I get what you're going Interesting, for. fun. I liked it. Um, I wish the lighting was better, but <laughs> uh, it, was, it was still pretty good. I gave it a four out of five. Uh, and then later that night, I watched Ski Patrol, a 90s, like, I don't, I don't even know if it's like a B-tier comedy. I guess it's like a C-tier comedy. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Ski Patrol uh, occasionally has some fun ideas, but honestly, none of its jokes really land the way I wanted them to. So I don't know. It was it was kind of a boring watch. It wasn't bad, really, but not exactly good. I gave it a two and a half out of five. Two and a half. Uh, and then I watched 101 Dalmatians 2, Patches London Adventure, Whoa. which was much better than I expected it to be. Like, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Like, it was fun. Um, you get uh, Jason Alexander saying goodnight, sweet prince. And that, that honestly is, <laughs> is worth watching the movie for. So <laughs> I gave it a three and a half out of five. Uh, and then I watched a new PTA film, new to me anyway. New to him. Um, Adam suggested that I watch Magnolia before it left Canopy, which I don't, I don't, I don't know when films leave Canopy. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Do, does anything ever leave? Right, exactly. I like. I've never seen a film leave Canopy, but anyway, Magnolia, uh, first time watch, very long movie, very good movie. Um, I think it's the worst I've seen of Paul Thomas Anderson's work so far, and I still think it's like pretty much a perfect drama <laughs> uh so yeah do with that what you will it's the first time i've like actually sobbed watching a movie it's so sad <laughs> it's, a, it's a really beautiful movie like i would i would recommend it if you're uh old enough to watch it it's it's so good <laughs> tom cruise is really fantastic in it like the whole cast is really great um but it has a lot of really interesting ideas and it's um it's got some really great character writing too it's a very impressive screenplay uh, I give it a five out of five. Wow! Uh, and then on the thirty-first, I watched Adventureland for the very first time, um, and it was pretty great. I don't know, like it was a solid comedy. I know not as many people tend to like think as highly of it as I do, um, but I think it works pretty well. I liked it. It was fun. I don't really have that much to say about Adventureland, <laughs> uh, but it, isn't it weird that like Zombieland and Adventureland came out in the same year? It's a little weird. I think that's weird. <laughs> what, did, what did you rate it? I gave it a four out of five. <laughs> then on the thirty first, I oh watched. Oh my goodness! I watched Nope. <laughs> I rewatched Nope in theaters Heck yeah, man. this time with my girlfriend, um, who does not like this kind of movie. Typically, <laughs> like it's not her kind of horror, even though horror is her like claimed favorite genre, um, but. Uh, I was like, hey, play, like, play, pay attention, play, don't tune out, don't tune um, out from nope. Uh, it's and good. she ended up really liking it, <laughs> as as you do. Um, I gave it a five out of five again. It is really cool it's, on a rewatch. Like so many cool of movie. so many of the elements work really, really uniquely on a rewatch. Absolutely. Shout out to rewatching it. Uh, then on the first, we watched Chronos, yeah, 1993, baby. Guillermo del Toro's first foray 
into feature-length films. Heck yeah. Uh, I mean, Del Toro has always rocked and probably will continue to rock for the <laughs> remainder of time. Del Toro, <laughs> he is infinite and he is he, he will rock infinitely. Right. Um, I, lo- I loved this movie. I love I love Del Toro so much, uh, but I loved this movie. Um, it's not it's not. You can tell it's early. Oh, it's not yeah, as no. good, especially on a screenplay level as a lot of his later work. No. But like so much Still of what makes cool. him a really, really unique, fun and cool director is present in this. Uh, while also probably being his strongest movie in terms of, like, strongest in influences. Like you can very much yeah. feel the influences of it more so than any of his other movies, which are very, very heavy with their influences. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, I, I, I think I mentioned in my review that this is basically just a 40s vampire movie set in, like, the 90s, you know? But it's so cool, and I, and I like to think that Mike Flanagan has seen it because a couple of the scenes are so similar to some scenes in Midnight Mass that... It's, shout out to Midnight Mass. Shout out to Midnight Mass. But uh, <laughs> this was great. I loved it. Yeah, Kronos, very cool movie. I'm I, Micah is a bigger Del Toro fan than me, but, like, I still... I'm so happy whenever I get to see one of his movies. He's a he's a great talent. I give it a four and a half out of five. I give it a four out of five for me. Then we watched Stephen King, Rob Reiner's Misery. You know, you know us. We know, you know, we're Rob Reiner fans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we finally watched Misery for the first time, and it was uh, fantastic. Yeah, I, I was. It. I really, honestly, like <laughs> expected it to be not that good. I don't know because why. most Stephen King adaptations <laughs> I've ever seen have been not that good yeah fair um, enough. and like the only one that has worked well for me it is nothing like like it's the opposite <laughs> kind of stephen like stephen king usually wrote like two different kinds of books he wrote his weird cosmic wacky horror and then he wrote his like secret window misery <laughs> yeah yeah just like his like straight up more drama kind of things yeah um and this this worked like really really it's well so it's so good i don't know what's <laughs> going on here i know rob reiner is a fantastic director i was and about like, to say this has just got james, me excited to watch and james Kahn and kathy bates oh are gosh. great actors but He's like so good in this. this is just this is just great it's it, it's just like a classic film like it's it feels so timeless i love it <laughs> yeah though i don't think i could ever do it on the podcast because it's one of those movies that i'm just like yep that's very good well it's 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 a very simple movie kind of like kind of like our searching episode where it's like it does one thing really really well and that's like its whole that's its whole shtick (laughs) uh but yeah misery very good i gave it a four and a half yeah uh then on the second i rewatched chronos uh, then good. what did you? Oh yeah, right. I watched a couple things. Watched a couple things. I watched Zombieland Double Tap for the very first time. A uh, very fun movie. I don't know why it has such a negative reception. Like I, I was genuinely kind of shocked at how low of an average it had when I opened the movie uh, after I finished it. Uh, but I, I really loved it. I thought it was um, a funny. Uh, I don't know. It's it a good comedy. Like it just seems rare to find nowadays. I saw a little bit of it, and I thought it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually like it better than the first one, which is an even rarer take, I guess. Uh, but I give it a four and a half out of five. I had a, yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it. He had a lot of fun. Uh, and then also shout out to the uh, teleplay version of Twelve Angry Men. Uh, very good. If you if you're familiar with Twelve Angry Men, you know how good of a storyline it is. This is basically like a less fleshed out version of Lumet's movie, essentially. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, obviously the movie's based off of this, but yeah, yeah, it's still very good. It maintains a lot of the brilliance of the movie. So I gave it a four out of five. Nice, nice. 
Uh, yeah. Then on the third, third uh, we watched I Know What You Did Last Summer. A rewatch for Robbie, yeah. a first watch for me. Uh, Such a fun movie. And the screenplay, <laughs> arguably, is not that great. No, not that great. Um, unfortunately, because like everything else in this movie absolutely rocks, especially the say, cast. Everything everything else about this movie, premise, filmmaking, cast, it all rocks, except for the screenplay. Like, yeah, and it's not even like an awful screenplay, no, it's but bad. it's just so clearly not doing nearly what it could be with the story that yeah. it's very meh to like see it play out, which is sad. Yeah. Uh, because man... <laughs> this is so sick. The, atmo- so the atmosphere is great. The horror is great. The cast is so much fun. <laughs> I just, I, I, I need more, I need more uh, Sarah Michelle and Freddie Prince Jr. stuff and like horror horror themed things. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm forever sad that Freddie Prince Jr. doesn't really do much acting anymore. Right, he's so good in this. He's so good in everything I've seen him in. <laughs> um, but dude, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I really, really <laughs> loved it. Really loved his character. Really loved the horror. Yeah. Just the screenplay leaves quite a bit to be desired. Yeah, no, I absolutely loved it. I uh, give it a four to five. Give a four and a five of that as well. Some good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and then on the third, uh, you watched. Oh, I thought you were going for. Oh, yeah, okay. no, you watched something um, without well, me. Yeah, but oh well, that, I can mention. But, well, that. I, if it's a short, then well, I mean, it. it's another teleplay. Then don't um, worry about it. It's, nobody cares. Okay, there's there's a teleplay called Tragedy in Temporary Town. Very good. What did you rate it? Uh, not as good <laughs> as Twelve Angry Men. What did you rate it? I gave it a three and a half out of five. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> we're trying to be succinct. <laughs> nobody cares about teleplays, but hey. you know what? The people do care about. <laughs> Daphne and Velma, the 2018 live action. I was about to say people do care about Daphne and Velma, but not that movie. (laughs) Um, Daphne and Velma, amazing characters, just not in this movie. They are not Um, in this movie. They they are nowhere to be found in this movie. It's bad. It's very bad. It's not very funny. It's not very interesting. It's not Daphne and Velma. It makes no sense to even have anything related to Scooby Doo attached to it. And it's just. Bad. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Sad I times. gave it a one and a half. <laughs> uh, then on the third, we watched the Hudsucker Proxy for the first oh my time. Goodness, Joel Cohen. If you, Ethan Cohen. If you can get your hands on the Hudsucker Proxy, Roger Deakins. I cannot recommend it enough, man. Um, one of the best comedies I've this seen. This thing while. was hilarious. <laughs> Written by freaking Sam Raimi oh and goodness. the Cohen brothers. It's 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 like my dream crossover. I had no idea Sam Raimi was like involved in the production of this but it's it's so funny and it's so inventive and it's just like electric and clever and really sweet and it's it's everything i could want from a coen brothers right like i think this is this is this is like honestly (laughs) next to i don't know because i really like i think i like oh Oh brother where art thou more than i like this um but like they're comedies man they know how to do comedies so well yeah no i mean hail caesar it's between hail caesar and this for my favorite comedy from them like obviously no country for old men is my favorite from them like that seems like we haven't even watched some of like their most well-known comedies right like uh big lebowski like that's like a serious man classic you know like that's that's one of like that's like a landmark movie and we haven't seen it (laughs) Um, uh i gave it a four and a half out of five very very good i give it a five out of five Mm. like essential new year's viewing mike right gotta watch it every new year's (laughs) on the fourth i watched scooby-doo and wwe curse of the speed demon um which is my new least favorite scooby-doo movie out of the 35 scooby-doo movies i have seen i was about to say there's a lot of scooby-doo movies that's that's some ground to cover this thing is trash extremely boring (laughs) 
and e- I, I liked the other WWE. It's not even just like it, like oh WWE bad. No, I liked the other WWE <laughs> Scooby Doo movie. At least it had John Cena being vaguely interesting. This one just sucks and makes no sense both as a Scooby Doo movie and as a WWE movie because it has nothing to do with wrestling. Ah, come on. It's about it's about a it's about a race, an off road race. What? <laughs> It's the entire movie. 90% it takes place during the race. That's weird. Um, (laughs) And it has no reason to be wrestlers. They have nothing to do. uh, And it sucks. Someone at Scooby-Doo headquarters saw Fury Road and and they were like, let's do it. And literally uh, everybody but Shaggy and Scooby, like the rest of the gang, they just sit and watch for 90% (laughs) of the movie. They're just in the stands. It's one of those Scooby-Doo movies. It sucks. It's really bad. I give it a half star. Darn. Also on the fourth that night, we watched the Rescuers Down Under. My my foray into uh, Australian cinema. <laughs> this is not Australian cinema. <laughs> are uh, you saying it's Are you saying it's not Australian? Like no, a... it is exactly what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had seen because it is cinema. We had seen the Rescuers. <laughs> um, yeah, that... I never really liked it that much when I was growing up. The Rescuers Down Under. It is more better. fun. Marginal. It is more but fun. Better. <laughs> I wouldn't even say a better. I would say it is more fun. Okay. More watchable. Um, I think the animation is really good. Um, and it occasionally, it, like, its character writing is pretty fun. Like, it has some good bits and everything now and then. Uh, but, you know, overall kind of boring. Yeah. Which is, that's honestly my biggest criticism of it. And why the freak does nobody <laughs> have an Australian accent? Right. There's there is a grand total of, like, one or two characters that have an Australian and accent. In, in Australia, <laughs> it makes no sense. It's literally called The Rescuers Down Under. I gave it three stars. I gave it a three and a half. It was, it was fine. Then on the fifth, we watched the new 2022 movie, Prey predator prequel yeah directed by uh dan trachenberg yeah which, uh director of 10 cloverfield I was lane say, we're big the fans best of 10 cloverfield Ten Clo- lane. The, the best cloverfield movie yeah um <laughs> this was cool never seen a uh never seen predator never seen a predator movie before yeah uh and this was like i, I didn't really know what to expect but this was pretty freaking sweet <laughs> i had i honestly had no idea what the plot was for this i just knew the title and saw like the poster for it and it was really cool like, i saw like two seconds of the trailer one time yeah. and it was just her running through the woods i did not realize that it was going to be like a historical fiction kind of thing it was oh well was I, knew, I knew it took, like i knew it was yeah see i didn't know that going into oh. it and i was like oh that's that's actually a really cool like thing <laughs> I, I see a bunch of people saying that we need like predator fighting like different era <laughs> people <laughs> like predator versus pirates predator, kind of thing. predator in the civil war yeah <laughs> but no uh, again very cool yeah. uh it's a cool movie i like uh, it like all Native American cast, which is cool. Very cool. Um, the leads are outstanding. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's it's really fun. The it's scene, yeah. uh, like it looks cool. It's There's just like cool a gnarly gore. little fun thriller kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's a fun I'm, movie. I am kind of sad though, and it feels kind of out of place given the movie. Uh, like that, there's a Comanche dub. But like, why? Like, well, just make I the mean, original I, version Comanche. I get why they didn't do it in I don't Comanche. Want to watch a like, dub. yeah, no, exactly. Just have them have to speak Comanche. Which I mean, it's very cool. Like, shout out to them for releasing like a dub with yeah. the regular no, English think, version. Like, don't get me that's wrong. I think cool. the Comanche version is very, very cool. But yeah. I just wish it was the original version. Yeah, I wish I'm that saying. was the default. Yeah. <laughs> No, I get it. It feels really weird that you have them <laughs> speaking English next to like like especially yeah. being that there is another language spoken. Mm-hmm. I th- I think you could do like the whole 
oh, you know, whatever. It's just translating it because it's an American-made movie. Yeah. They're speaking But then English. they speak French. And then they have French characters. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. weird. But I, I still very much enjoyed it. One of the best, one of the better of the year. I'm not going to say one of the I best. gave it a four out of five. <laughs> I also gave it a four out of five. Then on the sixth, we watched The Babadook. Babadook. An actual foray into Australian <laughs> cinema. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot this was Australian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Babadook. Um, kind of a classic, I guess? I don't know. Like, Is I don't, it? I don't know what I don't know what status this holds amongst like film fans. Uh, but at the end of the day, very 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 sick filmmaking. Very cool movie. Um, I like it a lot. <laughs> the script is not as great. Um, the kid, freaking annoying. Wouldn't have minded if he died by the end. <laughs> from from a horror perspective, I should like adore this. Um, like the Babadook himself oh, is so the horror, great. The horror is so good um, in this movie. All of its like themes that it plays off of are really great. Um, the way it handles its sequences, the way it's lit and shot and directed, it's all really fantastic. Like, masterwork of yeah, horror I think, I think I think it's biggest like attribute yeah. is its filmmaking like on a technical level <laughs> oh, it's, it's, so it's good. camera movements and its direction and My its lighting and dude it, it, it can cut to a shot of like a dresser and make you hold your breath it's so good <laughs> uh but yeah I, I think the screenplay is a little too blunt and it is kind of straightforward with what yeah. it's trying to say to really work well and the kid is really annoying. I was about to say, honestly, like, my biggest criticism of this is that it's just kind of grating to watch. Like, I love the horror stuff, but, like, the character drama stuff is not nearly as fun to yeah. just experience. I gave it a three and a half. I gave it a four out of five. Then on the sixth, we watched Luck 2022. New uh, Disney Plus original no, movie. No, Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. Not, why did I say Disney, Disney Plus? Not Disney I'm getting all the, Why, why do people... They, they gotta stop putting pluses at the end of everything <laughs> just just call it apple tv <laughs> uh weird movie not that big of a fan the animation there's something really weird about the mouth movement in the animation that bothered me throughout it's just, the entire thing it's just cheaper rigging um, it probably didn't have nearly as big of a no, budget sure as something like a, like a that, disney movie that wasn't would. a huge problem that was just something that bothered yeah. me that was the, the, the biggest problem is that it's just not that smart of a screenplay. No, it just doesn't really. Do it's got much a very, it's, it's got a very confused thematic core, like a very confusing, I should say, thematic core because it it doesn't really land like it should. Yeah. So ever. I, I put in my, I put in my review <laughs> that it's like Inside Out but worse because yeah, they're going really for is. an Inside Out kind of thing. But honestly, if I watched this, especially as a child. I would just be completely confused on what it's trying to say. Yeah. Like, oh, if you're if you have bad luck, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Even I instead guess. of <laughs> instead of being sad is healthy <laughs> because like that can lead to like you know, it's part of life. This is like bad luck can also be Yeah. Bad. It's uh, weird. I have no I idea. Don't know. It's weird. It's like I said, a very like wishy washy kind of movie, and I think it's just a bit of a bore to watch. Unfortunately, there's a lot of elements that I really liked about it, but like overall, just kind of a boring experience. Unfortunately, but uh, I gave it a three out of five. I gave it a two and a half out of five. That's all I watched this uh, week. And then on the eighth, but... last night, deep Ooh. into the night. <laughs> I watched Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island again. Very good movie. Upped it to a five because it's perfect. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Go so, watch it. Shout out to Zombie Island for real. And then we watched Diary of a Wimpy Kid and that is it. That is that is the movies. Those are all the movies. We listed every movie. Whew. Um, You no longer have to watch any movies or listen to the podcast because we it's already true. listened to all of them. We've, we've, we listed we've talked all, about all of them. We listed all the movies. Every movie. We've talked about them. 
Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll see you next week with something. I don't know if we're going to jump straight yeah. into Roderick Rules or depends do like how we a little go. Because usually, usually we try and break up series. Yeah, usually we try and stagger them a little bit. If we don't have any good ideas, then that's <laughs> just our fallback. So we'll see you guys next week with whatever comes your way. Uh, go go watch Nope if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go watch Diary of a Wimpy Kid in in your back to schoolness. <laughs> right. Uh, go watch Zombie Island. Go watch go watch a good movie. Chronos, Misery, Chronos. Scenes yeah. from a Marriage, oh, First Reform, Pride and Prejudice. Go watch Pride yeah. and Prejudice. Good movies. Hudsucker Proxy. Just go oh, watch man. good movies. If you can track down Hudsucker Proxy, go do it. <laughs> and have a good week, everyone. Catch you next time. <laughs>